Welcome to episode three of Call It Country. Once again, I'm your host, Francesca. This week, I'm going to take you through uh, new music that came out this week, uh, ones that I recommend. Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, the ACM New Artist of the Year winners that were announced. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, ACMs versus CMAs and who I think is going to win CMA Entertainer of the Year this year. So let's jump in. All right, so let's talk about the new music that came out this week. Um, this is uh, this week's a little bit different than the last couple weeks. The last couple weeks has been a lot of just singles being released. Uh, this week, there's a lot of albums released. Uh, let's start with Tim McGraw. So Tim McGraw's record came out. It's called Here on Earth. Um, the album's got 16 songs on it, but I would say there's like five of them that are really strong off this record. Um, and uh, none of those five or any of that he's chosen as singles yet. Uh, I think only one single's been chosen. It's a song called um, I Called Mama, which he did something for Mother's Day with that. So that kind of makes sense. But I, I honestly, now hearing the rest of the record, I don't think that that was the strongest song. Um, but the ones I like, I really hope are chosen for singles. I, I find that sometimes these A-list artists, they put out records that have really good songs. Like I said about Luke Bryan's record um, last week, there's a couple really good songs on there, but I highly doubt that just knowing from the past that they're going to be chosen as the singles, even though they're some of the catchiest songs and they could, sh- they're, it's not like they wouldn't survive on radio. It's just that they're not, um, I don't know why they're choosing songs that I don't think are the best on the record, but, um, maybe that's just my opinion, but anyway, um, yeah, so most of the songs on the record, um, they have really good words, well written, but there's no distinct melody, and a lot of a lot of them kind of blend together because of that. They have very similar production because I guess the theme of the album is like outer space or something like that, so it's kind of very pop uh, production on it, like supposed to be futuristic kind of thing, um, and so because of that, I don't think that they're very uh, Tim McGraw-ish. Um, I don't have a better expression than that. They're not like what he would usually put out, which I guess is what he was looking for. Um, But anyway, the couple uh, songs that I actually really do do like are are actually really good. So um, there's 7500 OBO, which I talked about last week. Um, And then there's two more that have really good production and sort of traditional vibes. Uh, Tim McGraw said that they kind of have a Glenn Campbell kind of style. I I agree, that's kind of what you could equate it to. Um, The names of those songs are Not From California, and then the other one is called um, L.A. Um, So it's kind of like, um, yeah, um, what you would call like 70s or 80s country. Like, just very smooth, um, like Glenn Campbell. Um, And then one more... um, Oh, about those two songs, actually. So I, the reason I think those two are good is they're not written by the, uh, we'll call them A-list writers in Nashville. So they're not written by like an Ashley Gorley or like a Shane McAnally. Like they're not, those are like the main writers that write for most country artists now. Um, there's a couple more. I just can't think of the names right now. Um, but those songs, Not From California and L.A., were written by, like some of those names I recognize. I can't remember them now, but um, they, they're kind of, sort of new-ish artists 
so they're kind of getting uh, cuts on Tim McGraw records, which is good for them. But yeah, they're really they're they're the best songs on the record, I think. Um, and then one more I'm kind of liking, but also forcing myself to give a chance is a song called "Hard to Stay Mad At." Um, that's because it's co-written by Laurie McKenna. Um, for those who don't know, Laurie McKenna is one of the Love Junkies. Um, the Love Junkies are um, basically three writers um, that like they write a lot of the stuff for Little Big Town. Um, Laurie McKenna is one of them, and they put out really good stuff. So whenever I see a Laurie McKenna cut, I listen really closely because I pretty much like everything she releases. And then obviously she's an artist as well. Um, like in her own right um, her record came out about a month ago too and it's it's really great you should check it out um, and then lastly there's a song called uh, Gravy that I kind of skipped the first time I listened to the record because the name was kind of weird and I figured it's probably gimmicky and like weird concept but then I saw Faith Hill promoting it um, and she was like crying when she was like um, singing along to it and and I caught the chorus of it, which and the song's very heartfelt. Um, like the premise is, um, as long as he's got his kids and his wife, everything on top of that is just gravy. That's it's a it's a great song. Um, and then next, so then Josh Turner also released a his album, uh, Country State of Mind. It's a covers album. Uh, it's a great covers album. Sometimes covers cover albums, I, I struggle to see how they compete with the originals, but this Josh Turner record's really good. Um, among my favorites, um, there's a song, there's uh, The Always Haunting Midnight in Montgomery, which Alan Jackson did originally. Uh, it talks about Hank Williams. Um, I love that song. And then the song Country State of Mind um, that's with Chris Jansen is really good too. And then... Oh, yeah, and then another one uh, I don't want to forget is uh, he covered um, Chris Christopherson's Why Me, and he actually got Chris Christopherson on the song, which is something that was interesting that Josh Turner did on this record, because he also got a couple other artists to do the uh, their original songs with him, so he, did, he had um, John Anderson for his song I've Got It Made, which I didn't know before hearing it on the Josh Turner record, so um, it's really good, too. Um, this record is something that I really love as a whole project. Um, whichever singles, I'll love, I'll like love whichever becomes singles because um, anyway you go, uh, it's a little bit of classic country thrown onto country radio right now. I think right now, Country State of Mind with Chris Jansen is the one that he has to uh, put to country radio. Um, and then Mandy Barnett, um, Mandy Barnett also released um, her record, which is also a cover record. It's called The Nashville Songbook. Um, she's another artist that I know from Country Family Reunion. Um, she's most known for her portrayal of Patsy Cline in the Always Patsy Cline live show that ran for um, years at the Ryman, I believe. Um, her voice is amazing. If you listen, it does like resemble Patsy Cline, even when she's not doing Patsy Cline um, songs. Um, and so she's a really traditional artist. Um, she's put out uh, a couple records before this cover record here. Um, but she's been in Nashville for years. And so her style really leans towards um, the Nashville sound, kind of smooth ballads. Um, and she likes artists like Tammy Wynette, Patsy Cline. Um, uh, who else am I thinking of? Like Jeannie Seeley. She's somebody that she would look up to as well. Um, 
this record's got a really a lot of great covers on it and uh like i said last week about the genie Sealy record i love how when these classic songs are being uh, redone with modern equipment modern production you can hear the instruments so clearly especially the steel guitar which by the way if you haven't already got the impression i love the steel guitar like i look forward in most songs i listen to um uh, like a very warranted like needs it in the song like good cry of a steel guitar in a country ballad is is usually what makes me love any particular song at, however at the same time if they're throwing a steel guitar in there like as a gimmick I, I really don't appreciate that but <laughs> um, and then my favorites off this record include um, the end of the world which was originally done by Skeeter Davis um, help me make it through the night which was a Sammy Smith song and Love Hurts, which is a Graham Parsons and Emmylou Harris um, song, I believe. Graham Par- yeah, it was Graham Parsons. Um, and then lastly, um, just one single I want to talk about for this week. Uh, Lauren Elena released a single off her upcoming album that comes out in September. It's called Getting Over Him, and it features John Party. Um, John Party's a great addition to this song. I love John Party's, like, very traditional, so he anything he goes on, um, any song he goes on, it becomes a little bit more traditional. Um, and it's an interesting concept, um, for the song because in it, there's this guy and he's, and she says, he's just her getting over him kind of guy. Um, so like another word for rebound guy, kind of like tongue twister, but it works in the song. Um, so that's all I have for you this week for new music. Um, like I said, some great stuff out this week. Uh, so check some of it out. Alright, so this week they announced the new Artist of the Year um, winners for the ACMs, and they were Tennille Towns and Riley Green. Um, I think they they usually do this where they announce them uh, a little bit in advance last year. I think it was Lauren Elena and John Party, if I'm not wrong. Um, I think those are great picks. Um, to be honest, I'm uh, I'm pleasantly surprised who they picked for the new artist because Riley Green it definitely has put out some great stuff uh, with a lot of traditional elements. He had a song called "Grandpa's Never Die," which is which was really good. Um, and Tennille Towns, uh, her whole uh, record this year was awesome. But they're both very unique um, artists and very talented. But I wouldn't say that they're what you would look at and go, "This is this is for sure going to be the new artist." Um, of the year um, I'm surprised I'm f- pleasantly surprised that they they didn't go with the obvious choice which I think would have been maybe Lindsay L or Gabby Barrett for female and definitely could have been Morgan Wallen for a uh, new male artist of the year um, but I'm really happy with what they picked anyway um, those two are very well deserving um, what's kind of weird is this year um, the CMAs and the ACMs are kind of falling around the same time the ACMs are going to be in September, where, if I'm not mistaken, they still have the plan to do, in three different venues, the Bluebird, the Ryman, and the Grand Ole Opry, um, they're going to film separate performances. I'm going to say it's probably not going to be live, because they're probably not going to want all those artists in the same building at the same time. But that was their hope, is why they pushed us to September, um, many months before, because it was supposed to be in August, but they made that call in like May or something that they were going to push it to September. Um, And the CMAs are always November, uh, I believe. 
Um, so yeah, so as these press releases are starting to come out, like who are the nominees and stuff like that, uh, it's getting a little bit confusing and who the performers are. And even more so as we get closer to the ACMs. Um, to be honest, uh, I definitely pay more attention to the CMAs. I think that's the more serious um, w- one for country music. Um, th- that's where they honor the legends, uh, where it's and where the winners of the categories are not just the most popular contemporary acts that wins. Like the CMAs is where someone like an Ashley McBride can shine because her record was really good, but it wasn't necessarily um, it didn't necessarily have. Um, huge let's say it didn't have crossover success or something like that whereas the acms usually hosted in vegas uh very much people um the more party vibe that's where like a uh, dan and shay florida georgia line um really a-list luke bryan would dominate um and then cmas obviously has like um there's more attention paid to like entertainer of the year which that's up in the air this year i think they haven't announced the nominees yet but for cma entertainer of the year i'm probably gonna say it's gonna be luke combs like for all that he's done in changing uh, in doing things virtually he keeps putting out new songs he put out a song actually about the quarantine and he's gonna put out um a deluxe edition of his record in september he just announced but he's like he's approaching garth brooks level like his career is just starting and he's on that trajectory uh obviously another thing was garth brooks pulled himself out of being even a nominee um which a lot of people are upset about but uh, garth had felt that he had won too many times and he wants to let the newer artists shine which is fair um i think that's good the only other maybe contender because usually the contender would be maybe for the first couple months of the year you could say it could have been Eric Church but Eric Church on the virtual side has not has done little or nothing um to um engage with the fans maybe with his through his um um fan club but nothing that's like mainstream Keith Urban I would say could be another contender for entertainer of the year um he's also done a lot virtually he did he was one of the first ones to do concert in his house um like record it like and play it i believe it was live um but like with real plugged in sound equipment not just uh, playing a guitar into your phone um so yeah i think the my my call on that would be it's probably going to be luke combs Thanks for listening to episode three of Call It Country. Um, if you could rate and uh, subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that'd be awesome. Um, drop me a note. Tell me what you think. Um, let me know what you want to hear more of. Um, I also have a Instagram page you can follow. It's call underscore it underscore country pod. Um, I know it's a little confusing name. Um, but yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram where I'll post more frequent updates about when the podcast is coming out and then just, um, what I think about what's happening, like, um, in country music anyway and what music I'm loving. So, um, yeah, so do that. And next week I'll be back with another episode. Um, thanks for listening.